being engaged in external action with dhyana inside i talk about several kinds of duties to be followed i say that all these acts puja to parameshwara helping others etc look like being performed for the benefit of others but in fact people do these for themselves by helping others rendering service or by doing puja to the lord one gets inner satisfaction the service we render may be really profitable to others or not they may not be in need of our help also but when doing it one experiences a peace satisfaction and gratification although we call it service to others paropakaram whether it is helpful to others or not it is useful to the person who renders the service though we undergo a lot of difficulties physical strain and make sacrifices above all things there is a satisfaction a contentment which is experienced by something within us in the same manner the lord does not gain anything by our puja even so when we do puja recitation of holy books parayanam and undertake pilgrimages sub- subjecting ourselves to several and hardships we get a sense of fulfillment it is because of our love of ourselves that for our own satisfaction we render service and do puja the love we show to wife children and others is really due to the love we have for ourselves it is yagnyavalkya's preaching through his upanishad that it is for our own inner satisfaction that we show love to others whether puja is conducted to the lord out of love for him or whether service is rendered to the society out of love for others all that is done due to love for ourselves and to get a sense of fulfillment in order to gain this fulfillment we do not mind whatever hardships we have to face or sorrow we have to experience or sacrifices we have to make This sense of fulfillment does not materialize when we go after money or sensual pleasures purely in our own interest on the contrary acts done in our own interest lead us to loss of peace and to sorrow we look into the mirror and find that the dot on the forehead is missing supposing immediately we put a black dot on the mirror what will happen the mirror will become black if the reflection in the mirror is to show the dot the person who is the original of the reflection has to put on a dot whatever we do thinking it is for ourselves end up blackening our mind and blackening ourselves we consider as i the reflection of paramatma in the magical mirror called the mind if that reflection is to be beautified really the paramatma is to be beautified that is why the service rendered to the world which is in the lord's form paramatma swarupam gives fulfillment worshiping the lord is similar the black dot put on oneself now becomes the beautifying mark tilak the decoration that is made to ambal is what gives us beauty the decoration which we make for ourselves will only lead us to ego it is not appreciated by others too When Ambal is decorated all who see her feel happy 
we put on the upper garment dupatta which has been well washed and feel proud do others feel happy by seeing it they will only make comments on how well the dupatta has been ironed all of you are giving me a lot of flower garlands you think that i am bigger than you and out of devotion you are doing this you think that the garlands become decorative only when you give them here and not when you wear them yourselves in the circumstance if i think i am a big person indeed and decorate myself with the garlands it is ego but you think that offering me the garlands is something special and you bring them and offer them to me with devotion can i reject them that is why just as you want to decorate me and see me i offer the garlands to ambal and decorate her going after money fame and sensual pleasures thinking that we are doing good to ourselves would amount to blackening the mind the good we do to the world which is the lord's form is truly good for ourselves that is also spiritual well being our inner mind knows this that is why the fulfillment that is not gained when one does things for one's own comfort is gained when experiencing inconvenience for the sake of others if the world is of the form of the lord we too are of the same form the mirror that is the mind is to be removed and we should experience that we are the form of lord this is called meditation dhyanam all the actions that we perform must in the end reach us to the actionless state of soul centered meditation atmadhyanam this is the ultimate end of so many disciples and disciplines that i've been talking about though we experience different kinds of pleasures through our actions there is not in them the great peace that obtains during the actionless sleep how much do we not suffer if we have not slept for one day there is so much happiness in sleep from this alone it is clear that the actionless state is the happy state meditation dhyanam is to be in the actionless state immersed in the form of the lord which is our true state during sleep we are not aware that we are happy it is only after coming out of sleep that we feel we are in happy we are happy in sleep as different from this to be conscious that we are in state of great bliss and be peaceful is the ultimate samadhi state of dhyana yoga if we get used to be internally in the actionless state irrespective of whatever actions we are engaged in externally the experience of spiritual peace will not be affected the peace of dakshina murti is a state of conscious bliss it is unlike the resting of the mind during sleep in sleep we do not control our mind out of our own will it gets tired and lies low we cannot bring such a state under control and ensure its continuance all that subsides during sleep with or without our control return in dream or on waking up without our control death is a kind of sleep then also the mind subsides but when a new body comes in the next birth mind gets into it and starts working 
therefore it is only if the mind is subdued by our own will we can keep it in the state for ever dakshina murti though he has no work is fully conscious because there is no activity inside he is able to perform so many things outside it is dakshina murti who is sitting quiet who performs the dance of bliss ananda tandavam he burns tripura he resorts to biksha bikshadanam he grants boons to his devotees and finds himself in difficult situations internally he is peaceful externally he engages in all kind of actions if we too acquire internal peace we can engage ourselves in any number of activities we are just the opposite of dakshina murti we make outward show with the intention that all others should think that we are totally detached and are in a state of peace within us we are in a state of fickleness and are shaky to start with only when the external is subdued internal quietness will gradually materialize it is for this reason that it has been said reduce the sense related activities do not mix in a crowd do good to the world including all these make efforts to give up all activities do not bring money near you go to the forest etc if in this manner we are asked to give up this and that and all that we like will we listen no not at all it is only when the mind is cleansed that we will acquire the maturity to do this it is for this reason that for the mind to be cleansed instead of telling give up this give up that different duties karmas have been laid down with injunctions do this do that what comes to us naturally is to engage ourselves in an activity therefore without personal likes and dislikes we start doing things which the shastra have laid down in this too in the beginning likes and dislikes will rear their head despite this instead of straight away controlling the mind and practicing dhyana it is possible to observe the karmas without minding the likes and dislikes and convenience and inconvenience if a beginning is made in this manner by the lord's grace thoughts about likes and dislikes convenience and inconvenience will further get reduced and it will be possible to do the good karmas in the proper way since desire and hostility become less the mind gets cleansed it is only after it gets cleansed this way it can concentrate and get immersed in dhyana it is in this state that one can go to the forest and start rigorous spiritual practices at the end of it if proper dhyana materializes then it will be realized that everything is the lord's form paramatma swarupam in this state there is no need to give up anything and run to the forest there is no need to talk of a separate practice or nishta and sit doing pranayama forest country being alone crowd are all paramatma only activity and dhyana are both paramatma it will result in such a state that nothing will spoil our spiritual peace in the manner of dakshina murti with unchanging internal peace externally we can engage in all activities 
In Gita, Lord Krishna tells Arjuna to perform his swadharma, that is fighting the war. Same Krishna talked about dhyana yoga in which the state is actionless. He also said that those like Janaka who were in a state of dhyana and Brahmanishta were always engaged in activity for the welfare of the world. If you say what is this, each is contradicting the other, the answer is not at all. These come one from the other. In the early stages, when the mind cannot be controlled and soul concentrated upon, it is karma activity. When mind gets cleansed by this, it is dhyana and yoga etc. After having matured in this and the state is reached, when one is not affected by anything, it is external activity for the welfare of the world and quietness inside. It is Sri Bhagavad Pada's philosophy that in the end one realizes that the whole universe is illusion, Brahman is only reality and we are not distinct from Brahman and becomes one with it in a state of Advaita and be Brahman without any activity. If you ask why I have having his name, I am preaching about different types of karmas, Veda karmas, puja, jaba, helping others, etc. The answer is that in the condition in which we find ourselves, we have to start with the performance of these karmas. If we start this way, it will help step by step lead us to Advaita Moksha, released through the realization and experience of the non-dual state. The path shown by Lord Krishna and our Bhagavad Pada Acharya is the same. To start with, it's karma, then bhakti and jnana at the end. If with faith and devotion, we gradually progress on this path, when the time becomes ripe, we will be able to do atma dhyana, meditation on the self, and then inner peace, peace will materialize. After that, we can engage ourselves in any activity for doing good to the world. Logas Sangraha Meditating for some time daily on Dakshinamurti, who has within him Parashakti, who is peace personified and who exhibits the internal peace through his silent personality, is a great aid to take us to Atma Dhyana, meditation on the self. Let us keep aside the performance of dhyana, giving up all activities. Let us also leave aside the highest state in which karma itself becomes dhyana. These are states which we have to reach later. But now, in the early stages, even when we are engaged in activity, we should practice dhyana for some time every day to be free from activity and be relaxed and peaceful. Let karma, bhakti, dhyana come together to start with. They do not contradict each other. They are complementary. Finally, when other things wither away one by one, the state of samadhi alone will remain. In the beginning stages, we should at least have thoughts about samadhi. Is it not our goal? Therefore, every day we have to practice dhyana peacefully for a few seconds, at least leaving aside our activities. Therefore, Without criticizing what is all this karmanushtanam, observance of spiritual discipline, what is there in it, mere superstition, 
all rituals are meaningless etc we will go on performing plenty of rituals when the dirt in the mind is removed this way the great light inside us will show itself and we can experience it shri gurubhyo namaha